0: Enterprise Intelligence is a weekly video series that talks to industry experts, global thought leaders, and seasoned knowledge workers about how they're tackling their information challenges, embracing new technologies, and moving the needle on performance. Hosted by Shiny Doc's founder and CEO, Jason Cassidy.
1: I'm talking to Cheryl Smith. She's the co-author of The Day Before Digital Transformation, Unlocking Digital Transformation for Business Leaders. Cheryl, I obviously love what you're saying. Uh, Selfishly, it reinforces a lot of the coaching that we're trying to do before we sell our software. So I'd love to pull on this as, as, as hard as we can. Let's talk about the personas within organizations They have literally run into some people that say they look at the emerging technology, they look at an application of artificial intelligence, which may move them 10% rather than 100%. And they say, I don't see the benefit of investing in that right now. Is this something that organizations just have to hire around and wait for people who don't see that creativity to retire, how do we do these cultural changes and what type of change in the workforce is needed to make sure that people have the creativity and the patience to work with emerging technologies?
0: It's really interesting because we did a lot of research into this. It didn't turn out to be the primary emphasis of the book, but we do we do address the, the cultural issues because it's really important. The first aspect of it is, is most companies will say, most executive teams will say, look, I know nothing about this. <laughs> Let's go out and get a pro. Let's go out and get a chief um, innovation officer, a chief digital officer, a chief value officer, whatever you want to call it. And as we did the research, those titles have been around long enough now for us to, to know it lasts two to three years. Everybody in the, the organization puts the responsibility for digital transformation on those people. Now, remember, those people are not an integral part of the business. They're not running the operation. They're not running finance. They're not running HR. They're not running manufacturing. They're just a little group that's supposed to be taking a look around and saying, oh, yeah, let's. What is what technologies do we need? Those titles have not worked. At this point in time, there's enough research to say, if you try to outsource your digital transformation to a person, to a group, to an outside organization, it just doesn't work. It has to be done internally. It has to be done, the, the business people that know their industry, that know their customer base. Those are the people who have to begin to understand and be trained on the technologies. So it's the other way around. It's not, I'll just keep running my business as usual. You guys figure out the future is and then someday we'll switch over. It doesn't work like that because the people that really know and understand and have the expertise, they're the ones that it's its like the steam engine. They're the ones that have to learn the technologies and begin to build the technologies into their operations. So they need some really good experts standing right next to them in their organization, in their business to begin to work with them and help them. You look at Apple, you had had a techie and you had a business guy and the two together created the company. The two together create the best product or service. And, and I think that's what we're seeing, is that the business folks have got to try to either bring someone in from the outside to help them with this technology, or they have to hire someone to help them truly understand what how these technologies work and help them build it into their products and services. It's like me telling our airline people, you guys have to go out and get telecommunications experts to put Wi-Fi on airplanes. You got to bring them into your organization and you have to hire them or bring the talent in from a company and let them help you do this on a day-to-day basis. These are not skunk work projects. If you call anything an IT project, you've already failed. If whatever you're doing, to, to digitally transform is known as an IT project, it's it's already not going to work.
1: I'd love to try in a metaphor, because it, it, I just thought of the idea that we believe that we're all knowledge workers now, but I'm going to try to challenge that idea and and see what you think. There are people who work on assembly lines. Their job is to torque this particular screw or bolt to a particular torque value or whatever. And obviously there's more comprehensive assembly line workers and it's more simple, but let's just say that. I think a lot of knowledge workers are on their own knowledge work assembly line. Oh, my job in supply chain is to get the task in my inbox I go off and research and then I populate it with, okay, this is what we need to purchase. And then I click go it's there on the, they're on, in that case, the purchasing or supply chain assembly line. And they torque their screw by going and finding the file on the shared drive or the right drawing, and then identifying the part and then pressing the button in SAP or Maximo and off it goes. That's not knowledge work really. It's what that is. It's yeah, it's pushing the right button at the right time. And to me, knowledge work is being adaptive to progress, being progressive in your job. And when somebody comes along and says, is there some way we can reduce the time that you spend searching? Is there some way we can completely automate one of the tasks that you're doing so that you'd never have to press that button again? And the knowledge worker, rather than saying, no, that's what I do. They say, you're on. That is digital transfer. That is the way that we're going to help our business. Culturally, do you think we're missing something we, that, that we think we're knowledge workers, but quite often we're just putting the spaghetti through the machine?
0: Yeah, because even as you're talking, I'm going back to my example that Phil has in the book about working with smart shelving. The knowledge worker in procurement should be thinking, why are we still buying regular shelves? Why aren't we buying shelves that tell us when we're almost out, what's happening? Who's buying it? Who's touching it? Where should it belong? Should it belong in the front of the store? Should belong in the back of the store? You know why? Why aren't the procurement guys thinking much differently about what they're purchasing? Yes, we can automate the we can automate purchasing guys out of business. That's pretty easy to do today with ERP systems. But taking and an understanding information, intelligent information, understanding how this can help literally change our business. I think that's what knowledge workers should be starting to think about. Why do I keep pushing this button for this same product? Is this the right product? One of my favorite examples is in Italy during the pandemic. At the very beginning, you remember Italy was in really bad shape and there was a small hospital in Northern Italy that had three ventilators and they ran out of valves and they went to their manufacturer and the manufacturer said, it's going to take months to get this valve and they cost eleven thousand dollars and we just can't help you right now a reporter was sitting there a woman and she went down and she knew some guys in town that had 3d printers and they went up to the hospital the first they asked for the specs for the valve and the manufacturer would not give it to them so they went to the hospital they took some engineers that night they designed three different valves. And they printed out the three. They took them up the next day. One of them fit exactly. They printed out a hundred of them for a dollar a piece. This is what business is going to be facing. This is what these emerging technologies are able to do. And people are gonna to have to stop and think about what they are doing and is what I'm doing making sense? Yes, I can automate myself out of a job, but let me start to think about the products that I'm actually purchasing.
1: The reasonable stance when you're looking at this, rather than fighting against, oh, that's not my job, or I, it's, I, if I'm gonna work myself out of a job, is don't fight progress. Think of yourself as the farm team for what your business is going to be. And every time something falls off of your plate, that means you're successful, not that you have less to do now. It's because I've never found a shortage of things to do. Every time we've automated something within our business, somehow that generates 10 times more work someplace else because you you get more opportunity. And isn't that the reason why we're doing this?
0: You know, information is power. Data is power. If it's used correctly, if it's understood correctly, it is just so powerful. The reason why Amazon is who it is is because they know every single product that you even touch, you even look at. You don't have to wait in line anymore for cabbage patch dolls. That's not going to (laughs) happen. Amazon's going to understand, Hey, these are the hot products for this Christmas. Let's go out and make zillions of them. And everybody wins when you start to take data and really use it to, to really create intelligent information from it. And everybody in the organization should have access to it. You have no idea who's going to come up with some of the best ideas, but you guys in the organization, you're experts. You know exactly what your organization is about. You know exactly who your customer base is, everything about them. Now you just have to start to think a little bit differently about how you offer products and services. But we have found that the one and the one new C position that we absolutely recommend is the chief data officer, a a person truly responsible for understanding every piece of data in that organization and helping people get access to it. Information is the future. It's critical. It's what's going to make the difference. It's going to help people come up with their new ideas. It's going to help people understand after their new ideas are actually in operation, how to make them better, how to to tweak them, how to take it to the next level.
1: I'm I'm worried that They'll promote the person who knows Hadoop the best or something like that. The the technology, the best to be the chief data officer, because they understand they they come from an OLAP background and now they're using big data and that's fine. If they have the additional X factors, maybe you could talk about the most important things that this chief data officer must have with respect to their business acumen, understanding knowledge, in addition (laughs) to technical skills. (laughs)
0: I'll give you an example. I am not a data expert. I'm an infrastructure person. I run the big machines. I run the infrastructure. I run the telecom. I run the security. I know how to protect my companies there. But I remembered when I was at Verizon, um, one of the first people I met is a woman who had started out as an operator at Verizon and she had been there. She'd been there for 20 or 30 years. By the time I met her, she knew where every piece of data was in that organization. And she knew what it meant. And that to me was invaluable, absolutely invaluable. And she was still like a a, a lower level person. But as soon as I found her, I thought, oh my goodness, this is who we need. This is the future. This is, regardless of the tools we use to eventually help her do her job. And she had a very tiny little group, but they knew, they knew (laughs) What the not only where the data was, what you could get a hold of. Someone would come to me and say, We need this information. Go ask her. And she, she knows and, and and she knew how to define it. She knew what it meant. Because of course, data coming out of a manufacturing operation or out of a finance operation or out of procurement, it could have the same meaning, different titles, different definitions, whatever. She never considered herself to be technical. She just had grown up in the organization and and knew where all the different aspects of the data and all the different aspects of how, where it was and how it could be used. And she didn't even attempt to try to define to people how to use it. She just said, I know where it is. I can get it for you. And now giving people like that tools to be really powerful, to be really knowledgeable about the information that the data exhaust <laughs> you know, that, that's creating this amazing information, intelligent information in their organization. That's the future. That Those are the organizations that are going to succeed and do very well in the next five to seven years. And we say after five to seven years, you're going to be too far behind the game to ever catch up. It has to be now. People have to start to think this way under true digital transformation, not outsourcing your infrastructure to AWS, that is not digital transformation, but truly looking at your products and services in these new technologies. And how can I create a new valve for a dollar overnight rather than paying $11,000 for it and waiting months when people are dying? you, You have to start to think, a little bit differently but the technologies help you do i was thinking the other day about the typical gardeners and idc's and foresters and how they have spread the the word about technology in the past and i learned over time in my own in my own career that i knew my requirements but i didn't know how they were evaluating different products and tools i didn't know what their requirements were and I also knew, as I got into software, some, so we had some software subsidiaries, that I paid a lot <laughs> to, to get my product on their on their on, uh, recognized by them and on their magic charts, learning about new organizations that are coming up right now that are more one-on-one, they're more helping organizations. You talk to our experts about who you are and what you do, and we will help you begin to think about the new technologies that might be most applicable to you. And we can perhaps help you begin to narrow down the, the technologies that you should be looking at but it's you business that we're talking to. They're not talking to the IT people. They're talking to the business people saying, perhaps we can help you at least narrow down the technologies. And then you can go out and, and hire some people or do some RFIs and find the right vendors, find the right companies. And it's happening. It's happening right now. The world is changing.
1: I, I'm glad that you t- took it in that direction because it is there's an omni view required by organizations. It's not just we need analytics. We need search. We need storage. We need ECM or content management or services. It is, you need all of them and you need a strategy to integrate them and you need to make it relevant to the front of your business. While you're doing that, you can't just pick a vendor from a magic quadrant or a Forrester Wave and say, that's going to be my digital transformation.
0: Particularly since the products that are really powerful at doing that are still emerging. They're still morphing. They're still still growing themselves. And I am convinced that some of the very early technologies from this digital age that Amazon picked up, Amazon had a great deal to say about how those technologies developed. I am sure Facebook did too. I'm sure these companies that accepted them early had a lot of influence in where the products went and, and how they They worked in how they provided value back to the organization. And that's where we are with some of these emerging technologies still right now today. I'm not sure how much end user input or customer input you guys pull in for your products in in terms of your research and how you continue to evolve your product, but most products today are still evolving.
1: Yeah, the, uh, for us, it's, you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about, for example, Apple, they understand every download. They understand every time somebody compiles something with Xcode and publishes it to every store and every download that happens there. They, it, and they didn't do it by saying, let's put it all into one SharePoint. They did it by understanding where the data is and being able to ask questions of these big data sets, same with uh, Google on the public web you can ask contextual intelligent questions and it will give you back the answer in context. And organizations that don't have that are going to be in big trouble, I agree, over the next seven years. If you're not thinking, how can we get more like Facebook, Apple, Google, Amazon? I think that's gonna be big trouble for organizations going forward.
0: Those companies were our early successes in the digital age. But we know right now that the technologies that they're using, by the way, are 20, 30 years old. From 1990 to today, those technologies have been around. Even they have got to start to take a look at the emerging technologies and saying, how should we incorporate them? What should we do? How can we take advantage of them? So people aren't behind the eight ball yet. And there's gonna be a lot of really powerful new companies that come up over this next decade between 2020 and 2030, the organizations that had built the baseline, but now take a look at these emerging technologies and really do it. They're going to be the powerhouses that go into the next industrial revolution or whatever comes after this. And you're right. It's not saying, yeah, I have SharePoint. I now know everything I was doing about my data. It's ridiculous. The statement doesn't even make sense. I have data that is on my aircraft. I have data that is terabytes of data that are coming out real time about how that aircraft is working. I have data about the passengers, the guests on that aircraft, about the the crew that's on it. I know where it took off. I knew where it's gonna land. I know the timing of every single second. That is a tremendous amount of data that has nothing to do with putting it in one little box somewhere and, and coming up with some nice little screen. It, It's, there's just so much everywhere and it's figuring out what I need right now. And by the way, we tell people volume is not the answer. More and more is not necessarily the answer. It's figuring out the right uh, data that you want and making sure that you have that available to you.
1: I I love Cheryl and and thank you for doing this today because at the same time, while you demonstrated that there's way more work to do. I think that you've made the work more accessible and know because it at the start of the conversation, like I feel like a lot of our audience would feel this is very opaque. And now it's pretty clear because your business is the piece that's going to avail what you need. It's not some technology vendor or some new emerging technique that can can work for you.
0: And the really fun thing is you could have two organizations that primarily do the same thing today take a look at different emerging technologies and morph into new kinds of companies or organizations that are really powerful and different. And that's okay. And that's okay too. Yeah.
1: Cheryl. So how do people find your book and how do people find you? The
0: book is on Amazon in the day before digital transformation. <laughs> we were recently listed as one of the top 10, 2021. 20, business books of the year, which was very flattering to us with one of the big online services. All of that is out on the Amazon website and my contact information, all of our information is out there and on LinkedIn. And I would be pleased to respond to folks if they have questions or whatever. Just connect with me on LinkedIn. (laughs) Cheryl Smith. It's pretty easy. Even remember how to spell my name. My picture's out there.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Thanks so much, Cheryl.
0: Thank you. It was fun.